0: I was asking her about her plans, and she said, yeah, we're, we're probably not going to do Thanksgiving this year. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Stationed Station. Station. <clears throat> Station with Stories. That's it. <clears throat> All right, you are listening to Stationed with Stories. I'm your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get started, let me just say how I always say it. These are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all, let's get into it. Welcome back for those who have been with me. Hey y'all. Hi peeps. And welcome to all those who are new to the podcast. This is Station with Stories, and we always start off with the book that I have just read, y'all. So let me just get into the book. I read Transcendent Kingdom by Yah Jesse. Jesse spelled G-Y-A-S-I. And y'all, I had her name all wrong. I had it all wrong. And thankfully, because y'all know, those who have been with me, you know I like to listen to a lot of audiobooks. And so I listened to this one and they got me right on her last name. She actually also wrote Homegoing, which was a very much critically acclaimed book. Now, Transcendent Kingdom, it came out in 2020. How did I get to this book? Y'all, so you know that I am part of several book clubs at this point. And the book club that I have for my mom and my sister, we needed a book. And it was technically my sister's turn And she's studying and she's doing some things, you know, for her own career. And so she just does not have the time right now. And so it kind of fell on me to pick a new book. And I cannot really remember how it happened, but the book came across in some way my path. And I said, you know what? Let me just listen to this book. Let me check it out. Let me listen to it. I listened to it via the library because I love a library book, y'all. Why not? Why not? We pay for libraries. It comes out of taxes. Get into these libraries, y'all. And so I listened to the book, just a little bit of it, maybe, you know, three chapters in. I thought, you know what? This would be perfect for my family book club. And so I did. I did that. I listened to it myself. I was going to listen to it no matter what. But this is our book club book. And y'all, I finished it. Here are my three words fluid. Reflective, liminal, so fluid. Fluid, I say this is a fluid book, mostly because of the point of view. There is one narrator, her name is Gifty, and she's writing from, or the book is written from the first person. So Jesse, Miss Jessie, she wrote it from the first person, and I thought that was really refreshing for me because I would say in the fiction world right now, and a lot of the adult fiction that I'm reading, there are several narrators and mostly from a third person point of view. So I just really enjoy the fluidity of reading a story from start to finish in one person's point of view and having that personal eye just to have that narrator talking about their experience it was smooth it was coherent it was fluid so very much resonated with me too reflective so this book was reflective in that the narrator is reflecting on her past gifty is reflecting on her past and with the subject matter I think it invites the reader to reflect as well, not just on the storyline and what the characters do and don't do and what impact their decisions had on their lives, but also in your own life. I think the book really opened me up to reflect on just the type of decisions that you make or the impact that certain events in your life have on you later on. And I think even more than that, it made me think about family members because it's centered on family. And I love stories that are centered on families and multi-generational families and have some kind of cross-cultural element to it, some type of meeting of cultures and traditions that are at times dissonant and are standing you know, side by side with one another and trying to figure out what type of space it will have in that character's life. I enjoy those type of books. And so this book about a Ghanaian family in Alabama, mom from Ghana, uh, going from a Ghanaian experience to an American one, Fascinating. I really love that. And it was reflective about the decisions to leave Ghana and how that decision to leave Ghana and come to America and live this life in America impacted this family. So that was fascinating. Also just made me think about some of the things that happened to this family and and, and small things that have big impacts later. Oh man, just really made me reflect on family life and The things that you can't control about what happened in the past or the things you didn't see coming. And then when you look back at it, you're thinking, wow, it was so obviously headed in that direction. I didn't see it coming. So we're very, very much reflective. The last word, liminal. Liminal. This is a book that is mostly about Gifty's experience trying to understand her mother, and her psychotic, basically her psychotic breakdown after her, and this is hey, spoiler alert. Here we go, spoiler alert. Okay, but it's her psychotic breakdown after her brother has an overdose, or you know, overdoses and dies. And man, it's it's emotional, but she's in a liminal space because her mother and. Really, the whole family has been raised in this very strong Christian tradition. And and you see Gifty dealing with her faith and her strong faith that she was brought up in, the strong background that the church gave her, right, as a human being, and how she's trying to figure out how all of these tragedies happened in her life and God. It's supposed to be part of this story as well like where where is he how how, how do I reconcile all of these things and, and it's not in a very aggressive way at all a lot of times this this reckoning in a, some books that you read you know it's very aggressive it's very much an attack on faith and religion it's, this is not that book at all it's just really I think uh, interesting how she is in this liminal space of like hope and faith but also very, very practical and very grounded and rooted in the facts of what has happened in her life and, and the things that she can't explain with her faith. And so that liminal space just, I think, is a very fair place for this book to end. It's just her trying to figure it out and, and really on that precipice of faith and hope and belief and this, this lack of faith this non-belief, this rejection of some of the things that she used to believe. And so the whole story is woven together beautifully. And so I personally really enjoyed the book. And once again, that is Transcendent Kingdom by Ya jessie spelled G-Y-A-S-I, came out in 2020. Pick it up if you so choose. All right, y'all, moving on to the topic of the day. Celebrate good times or nah? That's the question. Okay, are we going to celebrate good times? So let me just, just let me just take you here. So I was talking to a spouse, a fellow male spouse, and she was telling me that she wasn't doing Thanksgiving this year. I was asking her about her plans, and she said, "Yeah, we're we're probably not going to do Thanksgiving this year." And I thought to myself, "Not going to do Thanksgiving? I, you know, this is American family, okay?" And I just. I was just fascinated by the the option. I was like, is that an option? Can you just not do the holiday? And then I was talking to one of my friends and she was like kind of on the fence about how she was going to celebrate too. And I was like, huh, okay. And then I started talking to a couple of other spouses and I started to put this thing together because obviously being a male spouse and if you have a spouse who is going to be deployed at any point, they are not... There for a lot of major events, okay? And I've talked about this before. You know, there there are some things that just they're just gonna miss. They're just not gonna be there for everything. And you just have to prepare for it, okay? You have to prepare for it mentally, you have to prepare for it emotionally. And I was just, I was, I was just thinking about these conversations. One one friend who was like, We're not gonna do Thanksgiving. And this is a family, this is family, children, all of this. And then another friend who was on the fence about how it might be celebrated. And then I talked to another couple of families, and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm starting to realize that it's either number one, we ain't got time for all that. <laughs> like, honestly, they are just like, I am not about to put on some grand feast and do all these things when I have so much else going on. Or number two, I do it for my spouse. And that really got me thinking because I realized that most of the people I talked to who were not celebrating Thanksgiving or were kind of on the fence about how to celebrate it or doing anything traditional at all, all the spouses are gone or will be gone for Thanksgiving. And it just, it just really, it really got me to thinking. Meanwhile, y'all, meanwhile, I'm on the other side. And I'm like, hey, hey, turkey day. <laughs> I'm just kind of in this big celebration space. And you know, I found out not too long ago that my spouse is probably not going to be around for Thanksgiving. So I was, we did the whole pre-Thanksgiving thing, y'all. I went all out. Listen, I went all out. Go on. Instagram, you can follow me there, stationed underscore story. You can find me on Instagram. I posted the picture. We did the whole pre-Thanksgiving thing. And church also did the potluck. Shout out to them, the community church. We had a great time. It was great fellowship. And I was like, good, good, good. Because at least everybody got a chance to do some kind of Thanksgiving thing with others, even if they decide not to do it at home. And it got me to thinking, y'all. It got me to thinking... In the mill spouse community, we do what we want. We do what we please, okay? And so I went in thinking, celebrate good times. Absolutely, absolutely. Why would we not celebrate? And then I started to think as I talked to more spouses that it really is a lot to deal with all of the high emotion of military life already, to be honest. And I can't imagine... We are a childless at the moment family, right? Military family. And so we're not juggling the kids and in-laws coming in to see the children and all, and we're abroad. So, you know, there could have been some travel, but we're still in this little middle, we use the word liminal, this liminal space between, are we still in a pandemic? Are we done with the pandemic? And so I feel like we're in that space. And so we are not doing anything overly complicated or we don't have those extra factors but for those y'all who are just like it's a lot this is a lot to manage i feel that i hear that i i definitely in the last week or so have opened up to the celebrate good times question mark experience and and for me i think it will always be celebrating good times always i'm just just who i am y'all i'm i'm about to party I am a party girl. <laughs> and and not even in some wild and crazy way. It's just like, I love to celebrate life. I love to celebrate things. And if there's a holiday, I'm going to celebrate it. I learned that from just my family. We celebrate a lot. But even when I was away from family, I had some friends, some great Kenyan friends when I lived in China. And anytime there was a time to celebrate, they celebrated. Like, always a celebration. And I love that form of living. That's the way I live my life. But I also, I I just understand y'all so many ups and downs, so many high emotions, you know, they're coming back in, we're celebrating, they're getting deployed. You know, there's that feeling of a little bit of loss and mourning and trying to get your britches together and be okay. All of these emotions on top of here is a holiday that you have celebrated probably all of your life, and here it is again this year. And are we going to do all of the things again this year with everything else we have going on? Mm, for some people, they're like, uh, "No, <laughs> we're not," and so I respect that. It, you know, for me, it's going to it's going to be some celebration. Okay, if it has to be pre-celebration, it doesn't have to be on the day. For me, I've had to learn that about meal spouse life. But even before that, when I would travel a lot for school and I would miss holidays with my family, you know, way before Mill spouse life became a thing, I understood to celebrate when I could. and And that's the thing. Just celebrating life is so important. And so... For this Thanksgiving week, wherever you are, if you're near family, if you're not near family, if you are traveling far, if you're traveling locally, whatever you're doing, I hope that you're giving thanks, that you're happy, that you're thankful for whatever it is that you have in your life right now. And I'm praying that that is much love and celebration in whatever fashion you consider it. So if the celebration is celebrating not having to cook, because your spouse is the big, the main person wanting you to cook, then celebrate just not having to cook or not having your mom over to like check and make sure that you did the the dressing right mm-hmm, or the macaroni cheese right. And you're just like, oh, I'm just so glad. I'm just so thankful that I don't have that stress this year. Then be thankful for that. And if you are doing the whole shebang, the whole shindig, if you hosting and right now you're looking at drapes and everything to decorate your house Do you enjoy it? Be thankful. Celebrate good times, okay? Celebrate good times the way you want to do it. All right, y'all. So let's move on to the last portion of the podcast. And I have for you once more a flash fiction piece. And for those who haven't been with me and you're wondering what is flash fiction, flash fiction is very, very short fiction, it is a short story. Minus 100, I was going to say times 100, or divided by 100, whatever you want to say, right? But it is very short fiction, usually under 1,000 words. Mine are usually under 500 words, but it tells a story nevertheless. This one is called Last Day at an Old School. The girl's bathroom on the first floor is flooded for the seventh time this year, making the line for the second floor girls' bathroom wrap around the corner after lunchtime. There is a ceiling leak in the front office from the weekend rain that drips into a metal trash can. Loudly. They removed the asbestos decades ago, but they should have replaced it with some sort of insulation because the classrooms bake in the Floridian spring heat and freeze in winter months. Everyone complains. Custodians set up illegal space heaters every December that teachers squirrel away when the district comes. Kids bring handheld fans with mist sprays in the last days before summer. In short, the school is old. And on my last day at this dilapidated pile of bricks, I thought... I would have been happy to be done with its rusty lockers. I thought I would have loved to walk away from the cracked blacktop basketball court or the crabgrass growing in between the shower stalls in the locker rooms. I assumed I would have relished leaving behind a school whose sign reads Peabody High School because the Y in Peabody fell off midway through the school year. But I'm none of these things. I'm 18, and I'm graduating, and I now read newspaper articles and world news reports. I pay attention to political debates and famine crises and local crime rates. And on this last day at Peabody High, it has hit me That the problems of this old school, the butt of many of my teenage jokes are but a preamble to the true brokenness of the adult life I am on the precipice of entering. All right, y'all. That is it for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Station with stories. We are coming to the last few episodes of season one. Woo! Y'all, it has been so, so amazing this season. Just, I have loved it. I've loved all of it, being with you all this season. Don't worry, we'll be back next year and we will have more Station with Stories season two. I'm very excited for that. But y'all, if you have not visited the website, get to the website. Get to the website, stationwithstories.com. Check out everything. Everything is there from the podcast itself. You can listen there if you want. Or you can also check out all of the short, short fiction, right? Flash fiction poetry everything that i have read in the last segment of this podcast is all there in compilation enjoy it share the podcast wherever you are listening share the podcast with others give it all the stars okay all the stars give it all the stars wherever you're listening definitely if you can leave me some feedback some comp- all of the good stuff let me know and of course on social media stationed underscore story on Twitter and Instagram. And y'all, I'll be back. I'll be back next week for more station with stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Chessy. Bye peeps.